Hi, Sarah. Hey, Alana. I'm so excited to welcome our listeners to our weekly catch-up on sports, reality TV, and pop culture. So everyone, get ready for X's and O's and Bravo shows. And everything in between. Welcome to the Reality Playbook. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. So good to see you again. It's good to see you too, girl. (laughs) (laughs) There's so much sports happening. Our Eagles were on a bye week, so... Um, I guess we had a little bit more time. Um, my stress levels didn't go down though. And yeah, that's why, why I, so because I was watching the other games, okay. um, but, but suffice to say, I'm excited. I was watching the, the Saturday games with Texas and Maryland, which are like my, my schools. So that stress level was still elevating. <laughs> See, my stress level didn't get elevated because I did not expect the Gators to beat LSU at night in Tiger Stadium. They played with me a little bit because they stayed in it, but it didn't work out. Didn't yeah. work out. Did not work out. Well, cool, cool. So I think we should just start this whole uh, conversation off um, with Jimbo Fisher. He got fired by Texas A and M. Um, <laughs> And he was 45 and 25 in six seasons at Texas A&M. He was a coach. He he, he was a prior to going to uh, Texas A&M. He was at Florida State. Yep. Um, and so he signed a new 10-year contract with Texas A&M that was $95 million guaranteed in 2021. So um, $77.6 million. Wait, that doesn't make sense. They owe him. I know they owe him seventy six million dollars. That's all I know is yeah, is that there that the number is in the seventy millions. He don't got to coach no more, and he coached and, six seasons. And the the other thing I learned today, listening to a podcast, apparently twenty percent of that has to be paid in the next thirty days. Dang. So he- who's his agent? Is did Nicole Lynn do this one too? Like, give me his people because no. But this is, so I've had conversations with colleagues explaining just the the world of college football, right? And why basically it's a handful of schools that are going to compete at the college football playoff level, right? Right. Because you have to be able to afford to pay someone $76 million to go away, but also have money to hire someone for next season. So that's why certain schools can't even consider getting into this game. You talk about an arms race in terms of facilities. You also have to have the money to pay for your coaching staff and be willing. It's the difference between schools that kind of know they want to get rid of their coach, but they might be looking at the bottom lines and it's, you know, cheaper to keep them or Texas A&M. They, they got the money, Mm. oil money. I think I'm that's what you. you're going to see in the SEC when Oklahoma gets over there and Ooh. Texas gets over there. There, these are, I mean, you know, SEC schools for the most part, every everybody's rich, right? Right. Definitely above, you know, my what I've got in my little savings account, but <laughs> there's levels to it, right? Right. And I don't know if the Floridas and South Carolina or whatever. I don't know if those, the people with that money can compete with the people that are coming with the oil money. That's just, it's just that it's sad. Yeah. I, you know, and I, I went to school, uh, from a grad degree in Texas and met a bunch of Aggies 
and the way that they go hard for their school, it's it's just part of the culture from day one you step on that that uh, campus. So I can imagine um, that this is like, oh yeah, you know, but yeah, we'll cover it, you know. Uh, but yeah, congratulations, Jimbo. Oh, uh, how are you? <laughs> I wouldn't work another day in my entire life. Don't even call, don't call me be an analyst. Maybe I'll get on my Instagram like OJ and just make comments when things happen. But, but Alana, you know, it, do not be surprised if we see him. Oh yeah. On the SEC network or, you know, college game As day. As shipping. I mean, I, I. That's his I, play I, money. That'll be his play money. Girl, let me. Mm. I know. It's crazy. Um, next to the interesting coaches conversation. Uh, is this whole Michigan scandal with uh, uh, Coach Harbaugh? Did you know uh, Michigan was America's team? I didn't know that. Till Coach- oh, really? That's what Coach said. I didn't know. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that either. Oh, okay. Uh, I would have. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. Okay, so <laughs> they um, <laughs> they played. Uh, so there's like there's this whole like scandal that happened on with one of his coaches. Uh, was basically going and scouting and getting uh, signs, signals, uh, signs for about plays and being able to interpret them. Cameras, uh, flights, you know, it just was wild. And he basically, basically this coach was like getting so educated on each of the teams that they were playing that he was able to like have like signals to signal like the defense to be like, Oh, this is what's happening. So the defense was prepared for it, and um, we have—I haven't heard the Patriots' name in this whole thing, like talking about that whole thing. But we won't talk. We don't have to talk about that um, because the Patriots, for all who do not know, they actually had—they um, had—they had people on the field who said that they were part of like a local news network. But what they actually were doing was they were videotaping the other side and their signals um and they were calling it local news network when it was not that amongst other things um so what do you think because like a lot of the reactions i've seen online and have been just like hey everybody does it like what's the big deal right um and i i do i do agree though with a lot of it a lot of what they've uh the the, the opinions have been that the the uh the Big Ten just rushed a decision that doesn't that didn't really make a lot of sense that they needed to do a deeper investigation and have some level of credibility before just being like, hey, you can't you can't be on the sidelines for the next three games. So I know they were trying to like fix it, but it 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 was too rushed in mm-hmm. my opinion. So a couple things. I think it's always it's easy to say it's no big deal when your school's not involved, right? Like yep. I didn't go to a big 10 school, but I did. Cause my first reaction was kind of like, you said like, I don't know. I, and I don't, I couldn't explain why I didn't really care until I thought I said, okay, make this Alabama or yep. Tennessee or somebody that, you know, Florida, t- let's make it Tennessee or Georgia. Someone that my school plays every year. I'd be, I'd be pissed. Right. I did. That, that, you know, um, but but again, yes, everybody does it. But so I, I'd be pissed. I do think that the coach, regardless of if he, if you want to believe he did not know, he has to take responsibility as the head coach. I do agree that there was a rush to judgment though, which I find interesting because as it stands right now, 
the Big Ten has two teams that could be in the college football playoffs. We already talked about money. Mm -hmm. Let's not, okay, we're fans. We love the sport, but this is really about big business. So it's interesting to me that they would take a chance on losing out on money if you take the coach away. But but what? I'm sorry to cut you off. No, that's okay. He's at practice. He's preparing during the day. He literally just can't be present on I the get, field. But still, the don't you think it still does make a difference if your coach is right there on the field to make quick decisions or also, fair. you know That's what I mean? Fair, but and I do also... think the Penn State situation, the situation on Saturday to me was kind of crazy because your coach was on the plane. Like that decision came down how many hours before the game started? That's almost like yanking him off the field in the second quarter. And so, like, I, you know, I was listening to the Kelsey Brothers uh, podcast and they were talking, someone asked, I think, about the 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 sheet, like the- Right, right, the sign. And, and they were calling it like the the menu, um, the Waffle House menu is what like Andy Reid has, Coach, Coach Reid has. Um, but I think because every situation is planned for, it's literally reading off the the sheet and then the coaches and and I and I think to some it's kind of like the the joke that I think is kind of real is like when um oh, who's the coach for Penn State uh James Franklin um the current coach or Joe Paterna uh, Joe Paterna okay yeah I was trying to I was trying to say Patina but it was <laughs> that's another like coach that was in the news for some reason but I haven't like looked at that but he would just be walking up and down the sidelines in his old age at a certain point. And they're like, I don't think he's really doing it much except for just showing up and asking <laughs> what's happening. Um, don't hate me, Penn State. But I was I, say, I'm not um, touching that. <laughs> but um, yeah, I have a lot of opinions about that. But anyway, that 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 whole thing. But anyway, I think that to a certain extent, um, it I. It, it's not like they're he's fully away you mm-hmm. know yeah. it's literally not being on the side of the field so that the cameras don't see you and you know that maybe what they did was like hey like let's not visually see you you know and like just like let it pass because we just suspended you but you can still be a part of this so so say miss so okay they beat penn state um like they always do poor james yeah. franklin they play they play you guys next weekend. Mm-hmm. They play Maryland. So the big game will be the the final game against Ohio State, which I think right. I don't think it matters. I th- I think if Michigan is still undefeated going into that game, mm-hmm. it still doesn't change who the top 4 will be, right? Right. Um so say Michigan goes, they say they win it all. Will it really matter? Like, I feel like people will still put an asterisk next to the championship, whether or not Jim Harbaugh was on the sideline for those three games or not. So, yeah, I I feel like it's kind of like, hey, just like address it and move. So we don't have the, to have this like narrative in the press about. Don't them. you think the narrative will still be there, especially if they got to the, get get to the national championship and win? I think so. But I I think that like kind of kind of like saying hey we dealt with it and like and so that we can just move on to basketball so we we can just forget about it next year uh but it's always going to be like people like me who watch the documentaries and say I don't 
I, you know, I know the history of the Patriots with what they did earlier, you know, in their, in their, um, their wins. Um, so I know that, but, you know, eventually people might not, you know, yeah, it, it's a shame though. It kind of, I was, I don't like it because, you know, everyone's up in arms over the brotherly shove, but this guy literally <laughs> is like taking signs like it's not even like we're just watching play like watching game footage right hey like the the signs are on the field you you actually went physically to other places and then you're just tipping people off I just think it's kind of I just think that to me is not competitive yeah that's cheating in my personal opinion yeah yeah it'll be interesting to see to see how it shakes out the talent's um, there and it sucks because it, it kind of diminishes the talent that's on the field and the quality of coaching. Cause now you're like, well, like you said, there's like a little star next to them now, but do you think Jimbo comes back next year? Or is this finally when he heads back to the NFL? Not, did I say Jimbo? I mean, Jim. yeah, I was like, ah, yeah. he ain't, I don't think he's going back to the NFL. He got a good little, he got a good situation in Michigan. <laughs> you know, that's like, don't be on the sidelines. Yeah. It's like, okay. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe I'm like eating my words, but I don't think he wants to come back to to the NFL. Okay. If I was like hailed as like a king on on a campus, I don't know if I would want to go back to dealing with, you know, grown men. Um, yeah. But we'll see. You think you guys got a shot next week? I love my team. <laughs> But <laughs> it's I hard them. when you got to be real about your squad, right? I love them. Okay. <laughs> but what I saw in a game, um, we played Illinois, I believe. And that was just one of the most disappointing losses on, and it was on our homecoming. And I was just like, y'all come on. Like, if you can't beat this team, you like, you're really going to have a tough time, you know, with the Michigans and Ohio state. So I'm, we'll see. I mean, I, I, I'm I'm just being realistic like you. We'll see how it happens. Um, hopefully you don't get blown out completely. Did you see the explicative laced uh interview with the interim head coach? Girl, it I felt bad that I was laughing along with everybody else. But it I mean, sir, like everybody said, Harbaugh didn't pass away. He's yeah, still with us. <laughs> but he's the, he's He's two miles away. <laughs> I think someone said, um, I, I don't know who who said it, but they were like, it's because he got the shot to like, you know, be visible. Like he, he got his moment. It just was emotional. You're right. Over but he, like, but him is like, got his shot to show people he could be a, he could stand in and be a coach and a leader. And that was why maybe he was getting so emotional because now, like, he got that opportunity to show it. He got the responsibility that week. And so I'm like, I can understand that. But I thought it was just kind of like, I, I don't know why they think they're victims. That's that's the one thing that just really kind of annoys me about this whole Michigan versus everybody. No, babe, like, you're a coach and you guys learn plays. That's the difference. If he, they didn't have, like, if they, he didn't, like, throw his hands up and everybody on the sidelines throw their hands up, then then you're kind of like, well, um, oh, they're just changing the play. The, like, the defense, like, oh, we're changing our defense. But y'all knew it. So, like, let's stop with this. Like, you know, and so that's the only thing I haven't really loved about Michigan's response to it is just this lack of this whole, oh, we're being, you know, 
unfairly judged and it's us us against everybody. It's like, no. Just for the listeners that don't know the, so the interim coach's name is Sharon, Sharon or Sharon Moore. And he broke down into tears, um, interspersed with some cuss words. A lot of them. So how much he loves Jim Harbaugh and was, you know, just so grateful that they were able to pull it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we should just leave on that note. Yeah, sure. Get the, the, <laughs> they also didn't, they didn't throw the ball one time in the second half. It was all running plays. Um, so everybody was just um, floored. It wasn't with, very exciting. Yeah, they were floored with that strategy. <laughs> um, last part of the college football weekend was. He's not actually, Alana's sarcasm. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, what? Okay. Um, <laughs> um, the last part of the one of the college football like games I actually watched was the Florida State Miami game. I did too, and, solely okay. because I wanted the the earth to open up and swallow them both. Both of them, yeah. As um, a Gator, <laughs> as a Gator, we got a Gator on the line here. Um, so Florida State has beat Miami, uh, University of Miami, and la- the last three seasons, uh, Florida State came in nine and zero, highly ranked, um, and right now um what i thought was was interesting was just like it's like seeing divisional games in in um or in, comp- in, in divisional NFL. games in the nfl yeah. and it's like and so they were really going at it and you what sucked was that the starting miami quarterback who's really like the second string quarterback um was going for a fourth and two trying to get the first down and he broke his arm on the play. And actually, I haven't even read up on like what exactly happened if it was a shoulder and his arm, but man, my guy. Yeah. I was I was heartbroken for him. Yeah. His parents were in the playing. stands. I couldn't imagine what they were were thinking about his yeah. parents and his little brother. And he was uh, bawling. They said yeah. he was screaming in pain. And so just like like just prayers up for him. And um, but he did he did show up and show out for Miami and and but uh, Florida State ended up winning. It was a bit of a close game, um, but they ended up winning the game, and they are still undefeated. And but they're top four, right? Um, uh, in the AP. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so uh, that was Emory Williams, and I was trying to see if I could pull up um, an update. It was a it, it was his left arm, um, and the Miami Herald won't let me read it for free, so I can't okay. get. But he, but I will say like when they were taking him off the field, they had to put him in an, like an arm air cast yeah. and immediately drove him to the hospital. So uh, curious kind of, um, but anyway, we can put it in the comment section, but just, you know, prayers up. He, he worked his butt off. And then in, in the worst case scenario that happened, the first, like the actual, like starting quarterback from the, for the season for Miami, he comes in Mm-hmm. Let's come on, guys. Let's save the game. Let's win this game. Let's march down the field. And then he gets an interception. Uh, and that is the end of the game. That's when I turned it off. So because in all seriousness, I mean, okay, for Florida, Florida State, that that there are and if out of the two, that's our enemy. So the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So I was rooting, admittedly rooting for the hurricanes. Oh, were you? Yeah, I was. I mean, so Florida doesn't play Miami. We play. Stop it. We play Florida State every year. 
we don't play Miami every year. Like they play each other because they're in the same conference. So if we had to choose, I would root for Miami over Florida State. Also, because I don't, I don't want it. So the, I think the reason why I'm not as mad at Michigan because if you give me the four choices currently, it is Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, Florida State. We can't stand Georgia and Florida State now. Personally, because of where I fall in line of my Gator. Gatordom, I don't really hate Ohio State because every time we played them, we beat them. But <laughs> then Black. Coach Meyer went over there. So now that's kind of a, a rivalry without kind of anything hard to hold on to. Yeah. But out of the out of those four teams, the 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 le- lesser of evils would be Michigan. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So yeah. you know, um it's it was it was a good game. Uh it was interesting just to see you know, just watch, you know, college football and just really get into it. Cause sometimes when I watch college football, it can, it can feel a little dull, but when it, but sometimes when you kind of get wrapped up into it, you can kind of just go. And it's funny, I'm showing my age now, but you know, Florida state, Miami, I mean, that used to be the game to watch. And it was so crazy to hear how long it hasn't been really the game to watch. Um, So it would be good. It would be great if all of the big schools in Florida were, um, we're, we're actually good. Yeah. So yeah. what's interesting is that they, this is the first time though, in the history of the Florida state program that they beat Miami consecutively three years. And so, and the quarterback, uh, has been there the entire time. So it's like, it's like, it's a big deal for their program yeah. to have, have done that. And- Florida state, it definitely is on, it hurts me, but they're, they're the ones that are on the comeback. So, yes. And it's going to be, and again, not to get back to um, the expansion of Texas and Oklahoma joining, but for those schools in Florida, they're going to have to be careful because I mean, that is where, I mean, people come to recruit out of that state of Florida. And it used to be, at least you were only divvying up that talent yeah. between the three big schools. Now you got UCF kind of gets in there sometimes, but now you're going to have two additional SEC schools that can make promises of yeah. these uh, talented athletes coming out of high school. I will say with the Texas schools, though, they, because of how big the football culture is, you know, like there's like a high school in Austin, I believe it's Stephen F. Austin. Yes. Yeah. That has produced like what three, two or three Super Bowl winning quarterbacks. It was Drew Brees, Nick Foles. Uh, <laughs> and I can't remember. I think there's like a third one, but you know, that it's so big in Texas. So it might also just be ability to keep people like at the University of Maryland. We were trying to keep people in Maryland, you know, instead of them right. going to Texas, Kevin Durant. So it's like, um, <laughs> well, I always feel like if I built, I was trying to build a super team, like there, and, and it, it probably is stereotypical, but yeah. there's certain parts of the country for certain positions. Like I'm going to Iowa and Wisconsin for my offensive line, right? Say, for my big boys. So. Right. But for my receivers, my speed, I'm going to Florida. They're all fast. <laughs> I might get my quarterback out of Texas, but (laughs) (laughs) that's why I say everybody's talking about Dion. You give Dion some time over recruiting. Dion's going to get going to the Midwest to to strengthen up his line. You know, he might still go back to home to Florida and Texas to get his speed position and skill positions, but he's going, he's going to toughen up and and widen up those lines. Oh yes, that's going to be an interesting uh, team to to watch over the next couple of years in their yeah. recruiting cycle, as long as he stays there. Right. He said he's not going to Texas A and M. Somebody already asked today. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! I hope, uh, 
I don't know if Texas A&M would have even called him anyway, though. <laughs> I'm going to reserve all comments. That's a whole different, that's a different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Are you ready to hop into the NFL? Yeah, let's talk about the, the pros. The it's up to you where, where you want to start. Um, I I just, I highlighted like four of the games that I thought were interesting that were non, non-conference uh, games. So what do you want to start with? I am I am following your lead. You want to start with the with the Niners? Yeah, let's start with the Niners. It's it's a brief conversation. <laughs> Very brief. I do have a couple of points to make though, but so the Niners beat the Jags 34 to 3, which I think we all thought it was going to be a more competitive game. They have the same they had the same record going in. I think they were both what 6 and 3, I think. Um I just thought Dougie P and Sunshine, aka Trevor Lawrence, were uh, gonna put up a better showing. How about you? So I looked at the Jags, like they had won the the, the five games. They were on a five game winning streak. Mm-hmm. They beat the Falcons, the Bills, the Colts, the Saints, and the Steelers. And when I saw that, uh, and and I saw that they were like within a a, a touchdown or like a one score game, I, I then was like okay I don't know how strong of a how what how strong this looks for me mm-hmm. not I'm not taking anything away from the 49ers because they came out to quiet the haters <laughs> but we talked last week about what's wrong with like what's going on there a couple weeks ago about what's what like what's happening with the offense and um just as I predicted Debo I believe is the difference maker okay and um, unfortunately for Christian McCaffrey, he he was on like a streak and he's tied for like the longest number of games with consecutive touchdowns. And uh, they really tried to get him his touchdown uh, this, this past weekend and, and he didn't. So his streak's ended. All right. Um, how about those Ravens? Ravens and the Browns. It was uh, Ravens lost 31-33. Another team that you're like, okay, last week, I think everybody thought the Ravens were the best team in the NFL. Um, And they still might be like every time it seems like every time the Rays, the Ravens lose, the Ravens beat themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So maybe they still are, you know, the team, a a team to keep a watch on. Absolutely. Um, But Lamar had two interceptions. He had 223 yards, one touchdown, but two interceptions. And the Browns won on a, there were a couple of walk-off field goals. There this sure were, but um, <laughs> they tried to lose it. The Browns tried to lose it, but the the Ravens were like, "Hold my beer!" And so, yeah, <laughs> they won. The Browns won with a forty-one yard uh, field goal at the end of the game. Deshaun Watson, people are wondering, is he hurt? Is he not? Yeah. Hurt? What's going on with him? Or does he just is he just not the quarterback he used to be? Well, he actually showed up to be the quarterback he used to be in this game. And then he had the ankle and they, apparently he walked out with the ankle brace on. They still don't know or boot on. They don't know yeah. what his status is. But um, just like I, I put it in my notes for this week, this is just a note to the ESPN journalists, quote unquote, or on-air personalities. This is what you call a statement win. And it proves that the Browns have what it takes to win. Okay. Not almost winning. It is winning against a very talented, tough team that is also, you know, in your conference, in your division. Okay. 
That's all I have to say. All right. That's all I got to say about that. But no, I I do think it was, um, it was interesting because I think that it's the same issue that we have. You get up, you get these really great, you get a great lead. That's like 27 to three and going into the half, but then you lose speed. Your offense kind of gets out of rhythm and your defense is on the field too many times. So it's like, I think it's finishing games. And I think that's really where the Ravens, it it got tough for them because they just, they just didn't, they didn't finish the game like they were supposed to. So I just, it'll be interesting. And I I know, um, I don't know if we're going to talk about the bills, but it'll be interesting to see what the Browns do next week, because I'm tired of these teams making me think, Oh, they're on the rise and then then they lose the very next week. So it'll be interesting to see how both of these teams kind of bounce back from both the win and the loss. If if there's going to be some consistency with Cleveland. And I think it's fair to like, it's okay for these teams to lose because they can't be perfect, perfect. Like, I think sometimes everyone's like, oh, they have to be perfect to, you know, and it's before like really last year, they're like, they're, I mean, in the Patriots, there haven't been like very long, like, one or zero seasons for, for, for teams. Right. Cause it was competitive. So I think sometimes people expect them to go like beat everybody down. And like, that's just not realistic because the NFL it's a week to week league. Any given Sunday, any given Sunday. And I will say that when they started the broadcast off with the Ravens, first thing out of their mouths was, Oh, the Ravens. I think they're the best team in the NFL. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I said, okay, well let's, let's see how they do. They're, they are very, they're talented though. Like we can't, like the AFC has really given a, a run. Well, there seems to be a little bit of joy in Vegas with the hiring of Antonio Pierce. They're, they're on a two game winning streak. Oh, I'll bet it was against the Jets this week. They did win 16 to 12. It was, it was very much a defensive effort <laughs> on both sides of the ball. On both sides. I was in it though. Like I was watching it. Like I was like, okay. Um, but yeah, and they've made history and and they said by accident they they have a, a black African American uh leadership and as the president, GM and coach, head coach. And they said I think they they asked like um Mark Davis. Yeah, Mark. Uh I was about to say Al. Mark Davis, who's Al Davis's son and who owns oh. the, the team. They're like, hey, did you like, did, was that planned or whatever? He was like, oh, really? And then he was, <laughs> he was like, oh, he's like, I just pick who I think is best for the job, you know, but just the, the ability to have an opportunity to interview and to actually be considered, not just, you know, in there, not just their, interview. the yeah. diversity requirement and to actually be considered. And the president is a woman too. So, I mean, it's just like, they're just doing their thing, man, Vegas like their teams are just crazy. I didn't even realize the hockey team won last year. Yeah. They were in, they were at the white house this week. Yeah. Then you got that the ACs, the women for, for flyers fans that have been playing hockey all our lives in the, the, what are they called? The Knights? Are they the Knights? The Vegas Knights? They come in <laughs> and I think, have they won twice? Like, I think I feel like they've been around like five years and have won twice. <laughs> it's just hockey fans. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's but like, they, they wow. haven't been playing very long. Yeah. yeah. But I do think I, I do. It just, it feels different. Like the Raiders do feel different, but curious how they will perform 
against teams that do have like maybe better records or yeah. you know offenses that they're not able to guard against but Max Crosby man he is like on it yeah he is ready and that linebacker that um uh Antonio Pierce has said he's going to build his like team around um and I'm sorry I forgot your name right now but they were constantly were calling out this guy and they're like because he I think he was the one with the interception at the end of the game okay and they were just like this is the guy that he said he's going to build his team around. And so that was also Collinsworth telling me, saying that. So it's <laughs> <laughs> Collinsworth thing or, or the, the on-air personality. Was it Robert Spillane? Yes. Okay. Yep. Um. Okay, cool. Well, just to, to wrap up, uh, well, we'll say in the AFC because uh, last night, the Bills and the Broncos, they met. I watched them. Got another inconsistent team, man. What's up with Josh? Josh Allen? Yeah, like they fired the the, uh, offensive coordinator. Yeah. And so now, you know, hopefully they'll figure out like how to get the offense back into a a good shape. But they were, they actually were, it was a very tight game. Like it was going back and forth. uh, But Josh Allen had like two interceptions. Yeah. And so this is like a streak for him. Like every, every game, he actually has more interceptions than Mac Jones. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. And then, and then you would think, even though you're saying it went back and forth, but somebody might be like, but it was the Broncos. Why is it going back and forth? And then you look up and say, well, Russell has now beat the chiefs and the bills. He sure what is did. going on? <laughs> Russell is playing like lights out. He was running, sliding, <laughs> just popping that ball out I was like I cheer for Russell Russell Wilson I do cheer for him and so I was happy to see that he was um that they've been able to do what they were doing uh but yeah so it was it was a pretty good game though it was like you just didn't know it's I think we all expect the Bills to be like this really good fitness like just amazing team and they're just not showing up that way so I don't know there's still some distance between the Chiefs and everybody else in the AFC where I thought, I think we thought the chiefs definitely were at the top, right. but then you were going to get the bills and, and the Jags maybe, you know, starting to, and, and the Bengals. Um, but I still think there's, there's, I just, think that I do think it's Casey and the Ravens still, I'm still going to keep the Ravens okay. up there, but I do agree with you. I think there is bits of space happening. Yeah. There was a time we thought the chargers because of, Justin Herbert, that they would, you know, start making a run, but yeah, until you knock them off their perch, it's still the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, absolutely. They actually have, uh, they actually have the 49ers and the Chief favorite, <laughs> Chiefs favorite for the Super Bowl. That's good. Then, That's fine. Yeah, it's totally fine. And then they have uh, Mahomes and Hertz as co MVP or co, I guess, co favorites for MVP. Cause you know, they want to put the, the rookie from texas cj stroud that was today's discussion every time i turned the television on but i will say this is what i like about good morning football they they'll be like look he's not gonna get it but let's talk about how good he's been and how valuable he's been he's like but they're like look we know he is a five and four team is not gonna get it but then again like you know the giants head coach you know he won coach of the year. Or whatever. He won because so, they like, thought they thought the future was going to be better than what it is. And it really should have gone clearly to Nick Sirianni, but we'll, we'll continue to, we'll continue. We'll take, we'll just, we'll continue to fly under the radar. 
But talking about the Giants, we're not going to talk about them long. They got beat down 49-17 by the Cowboys. There's really nothing to say. Tommy DeVito, bless his heart, living still living with his mama, trying to be quarterback for the New York Giants. Um, bless his heart. He's smart, though. But do still live at home? Say yes. It. You don't know. You don't know. He does not know. Do not go out and spend all that money. I think, he, like they said, he got, what, seven fifty or something like that? $150? He's saving his money. money. Put that money in. <laughs> and then go get your Wall Street job, you know, if this doesn't work out. Like, I, I mean, come on. I did think it was a little disrespectful um, on ESPN. They so said the disrespectful. Eagles, the Eagles had a bias. So did the Cowboys. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and really, I mean, there's nothing really... To really? say, other than I feel bad for Saquon Barkley and uh, moving on, like, yeah, um, yeah. But and then I needed, I wanted the Commanders to beat the Seahawks to put some distance. Why? Between, uh, because now I'm looking at playoff. For, I'm, I just want more distance for the Eagles and anybody else. And right now it was it was the Seahawks and it's the Seahawks, the Cowboys, and the 49ers, right? But uh, no, Washington going to be Washington and lose 29-26. I'd rather see a Seahawks team than a, a 49ers team in the playoffs if we have to play them. Okay. Okay. But yeah, I I never, yeah, I I, I was happy that they lost because I just, I, they just, they just do too much for me with, with, with DC. Alana lives too close to the commanders and it, and it irks her nerves. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a whole deep down podcast about my working in the DC metro area <laughs> and <laughs> and the articles that I've read that detail leadership since the early aughts. That's Got it. it. Uh, I would I would like to say that uh, Kyler Murray returned. That man came back. He was running down the field. Well rested. His little legs are well rested. So <laughs> he said, I'm here. Don't you. <laughs> um, but but shout out to Kyler for getting back in there and doing his thing, as well as the Vikings. Like they've got their second. Yes. I wanted well. to shout out Josh Dobbs. He now knows the names of his teammates and won his second game. Yeah, and I hope I hope they got his uh his jersey up now, you know. So that was <laughs> Shout out to him and his theory. Did you hear the story though about that that week for him? I know he got lost going to the. He needed it, he needed someone that show him where the locker room was. Yeah, I'm sure. But real quick, I was I watched like a an interview that he gave about that week of him being traded. He like it was like Sunday there, and I guess everything happened with Kirk Cousins. And like Monday, you know, uh, Coach Gannon said look, you're not getting traded. Don't worry about it. Like, you're not getting traded. You're not getting traded. The entire week, they were like, you're not getting traded. Agent, you're not getting traded. Then all of a sudden on Friday, he's like, they call me. They said, you're not getting traded. And then at 11 o'clock, Gannon calls him and says, you're getting traded. So like the whole week, like the expectation was that he wasn't going to be traded. But at the very last minute, he did. So I uh, just... I'm sure like that's unsettling, but he yeah. sure came in with a lot of class and poise for what happened on Sunday. So I the, hope he beats the Cardinals or Coach Gannon every time he sees them. Oh, yeah. For oh, the rest yeah. of his entire career. If Coach Gannon continues as a head coach. Um, 
That was for the Eagles Nation. I don't know. Right? <laughs> I just, I'm just I'm just saying it could happen, couldn't happen. Okay, real quick, uh, Eagles, we have Kansas City, as we've been talking about. Someone went to Argentina. I don't know. Maybe his time clock will be off. I don't know. I don't know. He was getting on and off planes. I don't know. I do want to shout out Jason Kelsey, who was on Thursday night football during the bye. He was doing his thing on Thursday night. He was excellent. And as much as I enjoyed it, it made me sad because I was like, he's getting ready to leave us. He's getting ready to leave He's going to be so good at this TV stuff. There was a wonderful skit. He and Andrew, uh, is it Whitmore? Whitmore? Yes. Yeah. Um, went to a hot dog place, the Wiener Circle, where apparently they insult you and you can insult them right back. I've been to Chicago 13 times. I'd never heard of this place. I am going there next summer. But Jason was just, I, he enjoyed his bye week and I'm happy he did. I'm happy for him. I was yeah. like, oh, look at Jason. He was doing, he's just, he's like, he just seems so level-headed about it, you know, and so humble, even though, like he is just blown up. You sexy, know. he's sexiest man alive. Finally, sexiest man alive. <laughs> I was like, side note, I was surprised Patrick Dempsey hadn't gotten it before. So this I year. thought, like in Grey's Anatomy, right, Day, he would have received it. I'm not he's still fine. Oh, but he, I yeah, he's like, gorgeous. What is he getting ready to do something? Because he hasn't been around, right? I mean, Paul Rudd got it before him. You know, there's a, like a lot of people. I love Paul Rudd, by the way. I do, I but do he's not love, sexy. I love Paul Rudd too. I love him. Okay. Let sexy. me just put that. I've loved him since Clueless. I think he's, I love him. I think he's so great. I love his movies. However, Patrick Dempsey, I was like, dang, like McDreamy, for real. McDreamy. McDreamy is still McDreamy. McDreamy. He's still McDreamy. <laughs> Another one, Eric Dane, McSteamy. McSteamy. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Those are references to Grey's Anatomy and the nicknames the residents gave to those two gorgeous doctors, uh, actor doctors. <laughs> we all gonna we all gonna do it. But maybe, maybe there's, I don't know, maybe it's politics or something, but but you know, in in, in choosing the sexiest man, but or maybe something, maybe he is getting ready to come out with something. That's what yeah. I was wondering. I was like, well, are we gonna see in a month? I'm just shocked. I was yeah. kind of shocked that he that was the first, but uh all right, cool. So like we'll we'll be um there'll be a Kelsey, a Kelsey family reunion on Monday Kelsey night. Family. And it's gonna be um just you know pushed down our throats um about uh Kelsey and Tay Tay and everybody. So just just get your stomach ready, Eagles fans, just to just just ignore it, just watch the game. Sometimes I turn the sound down just so I don't have to hear the references. Right. Um, put maybe some Meryl on. Maybe Meryl will help you get like, you know, <laughs> people rather hear his voice than them making jokes about Taylor Swift and, and Travis Kelsey, which I actually like. They they are looking real cute and, you know, they seem like it's a thing. And I, I and I hope for his sake, because the Swifties don't play about <laughs> but I hope for his sake. <laughs> <laughs> oh man can we move to basketball now 110 <laughs> percent. i just want to talk about so in the beginning so as basketball started the baseball season was ending our hearts were breaking i was really into my feelings and uh when i thought sixers i could only harken back to when they broke my heart in the spring and so i made a declaration that i was yeah. not going to be emotionally invest- invested right. in the philadelphia 76ers a lot of us did that and then that dog on tyrese maxi mm-hmm. 
And I love JoJo, but I'm sorry. Matt, Tyrese has been my uh, my favorite since we drafted him because he's adorable. He he's, is. He's happy. He's yeah. He makes his teammates happy. I, it just seems like everybody loves him. He just seems and, like he's in a good mood, like a perpetual good mood. Right. Lo and behold, you get rid of the system, right? That's the name? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the system. You get rid of the system. Mm-hmm. And the Sixers have the best record in the NBA, not the Eastern Conference, in the NBA. They, they have one lost. less loss than the Denver Nuggets. And the Los Angeles Clippers haven't won a game since the system arrived. Isn't that interesting? It's very interesting. As we record, they are playing their first home in tournament in season tournament game. Um, so when we jump off of this, we will be going oh, to watch the Sixers. But uh it's and I mean entertaining. I'm looking at the win streak, it's eight. So yeah. they literally, since the first game that they lost, which they shouldn't have lost, right? right. They lost by like a point. Yep. Bucks. They literally have been on an eight game winning streak. And Tyrese, Tyrese had 50 points last 50 game. Points. We do want to put prayers up and sorry. And we're all going to find the person who did this to you. Kelly Oubre. And um, we're going to find them and, and we'll, we'll handle it. So um it sucks. I heard, I, I looked at um, the articles. They weren't really releasing a lot of details, but they mm-hmm. said that, but eventually they said that he had like suffered broken ribs. Yes. That's so, what I heard as well. That's so, like, what I heard as well. Please get well soon. Yep. Yep. But uh, with the exception of that, there seems to be um, a lot of joy in the Sixers locker room. Jo- they were interviewing Joel Embiid and he was saying, he said, you know, when he comes in in the morning, he doesn't want to talk to anybody, which I think most of us can relate to. But Tyrese comes in with a smile on his face and he says to him, why are you happy? You just woke up. Like, why are you smiling? <laughs> hey, what's up? it's like and nothing has impacted him. You and know? they seem to have bought into Nick Nurse uh, yes. his coaching style. Yeah. Um, it seems it like that's show- working. And I know when they made the trade, a lot of us were like, okay, we got Nick Patoon and or Nico Patoon as he wants to be called now. But these were, yeah, that's what they announced on the uh okay. on the Sixers um okay. broadcast. I mean, let me but, go to the local, the when we get off, I'm gonna go to the local station so I can hear all the tea about that. Right. <laughs> so um, but these were pieces that we needed to come off the bench. We are we are we do have a stronger bench than we've had in, in some time. Yeah. yeah. Which is what typically happens, it seems like, with like a hardened trade. I guess, you know, Brooklyn has more role players, but they, right. it was a better team, I think, after they left. Ben Simmons never going to see the light, never going to see a court again. Is he? Well, he apparently he played earlier in the season. But today they announced that he's some, a, a nerve issue. I don't know. I didn't hear the full oh, it, on the back. ticker. Yeah. Back, yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's been, I'm trying hard not to get invested, like not to have any expectations and just enjoy watching basketball again. Cause they really, um, they took it out. They took, they, they like, they went in and they just took your heart and just, and it was Doc. It was like Doc Rivers and James Harden just went in and just like, rah, you know, um, after we've been making such a fuss about Joel getting that MVP to not have at least gotten to the uh, the finals, the Eastern Conference finals, like, it just is very emotional. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready to move on from basketball? Because sure, I've got three sure. questions. Okay, so three questions. Uh, have we had an iconic moment this from this weekend in terms of sports? 
or from I this past week. Yeah, I guess Tyrese Maxey's 50 points. I agree with you on that. For, for, for Philly, yeah. Uh, who's your fan fave? Or who is the fan fave that we can say? So I, did I say Tyrese last week? Yeah, I think so. Hmm. Well, I guess it's Kelly Oubre because all of us are thinking about oh, him right now. Right. And that goes right into, you're going to ask me who I throw a drink at? Who do you throw a drink at? Whoever hit him. The hit and run driver. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I said Greg Olson last week, but he gets another drink in his face. Uh, I just can't. I just can't listen to this. Um, Out, just the only part that really gets on my nerves is uh, Collingsworth. <laughs> you know what's weird? I actually think Collingsworth is funny because he's so like... He's trying to be so crazy. You got to laugh. Like <laughs> I just think he's funny because he's kind of like snarky. And I'm like, oh, okay. Look at you with your little like <laughs> snarky stuff. I just love watching the Manning cast because they break stuff down so well, and um, and they're just funny. It's just so natural. Did you see Patrick Mahomes totally call an entire series, let alone a play? Yeah. He anticipated the whole series. That yeah, that was enjoyable. Impressive, yeah. And Patrick Mahomes, don't you bring me back into your world and your world. <laughs> coming up he's fine he was funny last night don't you do it <laughs> do it man reality tv yeah we can start with beverly hills or yes. if you want to talk about southern charm i have to be very honest i i've been trying to watch these southern charms i'm gonna try again I get i'm it. just not grasping i'm like it's just not and it's kind of a slow burn. We all know there's an issue between it was it was Shep and Taylor and Austin and Olivia and right. Olivia and Taylor are supposed to be best friends. Austin right. and Shep are supposed to be best friends, but Shep and Taylor go get that Nick Cannon board. Some, go get the right Nick something. Got, something went board. on like, that broke. That to me would have broke girl code, bro code, whatever. But it's slow. Like you, you know it, but it's kind of moving slow. So I can get why. It's not that interesting to you. I have been rewatching The Real Housewives of Orange County because, again, we were talking about Vicki Gumbelson getting the Lifetime Achievement Award. And um, I actually watched the season where they uh, were with the fake cancer story. Yeah. Was that nuts? She, not- was, she was driving them crazy. Was that not nuts? Megan King Edmonds with that calling people get I just was like I was falling out because I do remember the cancer sc- uh, scandal but I don't think I was watching the episodes very closely mm-hmm. but that whole thing had me like I was done so I moved to the next season which is like a little it's 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 very tense uh but I'm trying to like I'm trying to get through OC okay you know? it, they're 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 interesting and and actually, like I I hope I don't regret saying this, but I really like Heather Dubrow. Like I like her on the show, and I think she's 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 really good. Like she's I will a- say Heather has real Heather and her husband girl real money girl. That's something to see. Girl, um, it's a and it's a different way she acts. Yeah, you know. But yeah, anyway, so I'm sorry that we went on that whole thing, but um, but we're going to talk about what we're following so that if you follow this, you can jump in and talk about it with us if you do. 
So I am definitely following the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Yeah. I will watch that in yes. real time every Wednesday. Yes. So we're now through episode three, I believe. It's been the third episode. Um, and it seemed, it's been fun. Like people have been yes. getting along. No, like even if there's kind of a snarky fight, it's over pretty quickly. Nothing yeah. major. So the girls are headed to Vegas for Crystal's 40th birthday um, under the guise of it being a Garcelle and Sutton planned trip. Yeah, uh, but Erica had her. She planned the entertainment for the evening. They were going to the Magic Mike show. Um, as people may or may not know, Erica has a residency in Vegas, so she has friends in the Magic Mike show. And she was taking the girls. Um, she explained that if you want to be on stage, you must wear pants. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the birthday girl Crystal wore pants. Uh, Erica wore pants, and Sutton, bless her heart, Southern Belle Sutton, she wore pants. But they get there and, of course, they grab Crystal being the birthday girl and Erica, because who doesn't think Erica's ready for a party? Take them up on stage and do what strippers do. And Sutton has a freak out, which no one quite understands why she's freaking out, because she seemed to be excited to go to the strip club. She's a grown woman that knows what goes on in a strip club. And she had a lot of dollar bills, um, even though it's not that kind of strip club. But she took off in a huff. Garcelle being the bestie went after her. Yeah. Uh, Kyle being the nosy body went after them <laughs> to see what the fuss was yes. about. Sutton Kyle loves to, to yell say, at that woman. Yeah, and, and Sutton just tried to say, oh, she was uncomfortable. Uh, but I do think, I do agree with Kyle. And it seemed like everybody, she was in her feelings that she was not selected to go on stage, which I think if she had stayed longer. And she her- would have gone. She would have gone in the next the next go yeah. round because they took Kyle up there in a dress. Yes. Um. So it just yeah. it was another big ado about nothing. What yeah. I was happy to see though is this did not get dragged out. Yeah. Everyone thought Erica would blow up and get in her feelings. Erica was basically like, she won't be approved. She's gonna be approved. I do think. And Crystal had it. I think it was Crystal who had a good point, or maybe it was Dorit. That said, though, but they because they gave us prime seating, right. it was weird for them to look up and see that half of the row had walked out. I so agree. They don't know why people walked out, and I I did agree. I agree I with did that. Agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I thought that. Um, I will say that there was a point in the Magic Mike show where they opened the legs and they were like head and crotch, and she did react like, "Oh," and yeah. I. Think- I think that it did throw her it could, off. And I don't blame her for it being jarring, you know. Was, she was like, whoa. And oh, I think yes. part of it was, I think, yeah, she didn't get up there. But I also don't, I actually kind of, when they showed her face, and may, maybe this wasn't at the same time. Like, like, let's be real. Sometimes they edit it to look a certain way. But I even was like, oh, they they got real personal on the but stage. You're right. Sutton didn't. Sutton did not need to be up on that stage. She absolutely. I and maybe part of it was her, maybe wanting to go up on stage. But then she saw that and she was like, "Oh, I can't do that." And then she was having a fit about it because she really wanted to be up there. I don't know. But, but I, I bet those performers can get a gauge of who they're dealing with. I mean, I think they knew Erica Jane is gonna be down for whatever. They did it um, in all in uh, Crystal too. Crystal, it was the birthday girl. Like, I bet you yeah. see Sutton and you're like, okay, let me lay this lady down in her nice, light white pants. 
<laughs> gentle. Yeah, maybe he they get a, she gets a different dancer. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did think it was interesting how they were started asking like those sexual questions, and she was trying to be all like, "Oh, I do this, I do that," and they were like, "Yeah, she's just trying to come back to not look like." <laughs> but I still like, thought the the episode was fun because, yes. like I said, because it didn't last long. Everybody still, you know, kind of got back because I know it's going to we're going to get serious. Yes. Because I think the, the two main marriages on the show are in danger um, and we'll see that come. So it was nice to see the group as a whole. Yeah. Get along. And, and yeah. Garcelle at the end yeah. um, brought up uh, there had been discussions about her, her oldest son, Oliver, and she kind of held back some information. But then the next morning said, you know, I was being disingenuous, but it's because I don't feel comfortable talking about my kids. Mm-hmm. I think Erica understood what she was she saying. Did. She I did. think in Sutton, of course, is her friend. Um, it was Dorit who just can't shut up. She can't get out of her own way in terms mm-hmm. of saying, well, I take that personally. Well, you yes. know, you laughed at her. You la- even even if it wasn't a big deal to you that you laughed with your husband and Kyle and her husband over Erica cussing at Garcelle's then 14 year old son. Right. But it wasn't like in, in, in in the real world where Garcelle wouldn't have known that she watched that on TV. We all, and any mother would have had an attitude. We have watched Dorit play mama bear. Mm -hmm. We all know if these had been her children, they probably wouldn't have been, would not have been any coming back. No. Um, and then she, it, then this it becomes a cycle because Garcelle said it correctly. I'm trying to share my feelings, and now somehow I feel like I've done something wrong. Right. Um, and right. I think I know we all put kind of your personal spin on it. I get being a black woman, being the mm-hmm. only, woman, and you have to guard yourself against being the angry black woman. Being yep. over, she's always thinking about that. She always has to think about that. So I think. Cause I thought it was big of her to even tell them. I, was I agree. Disingenuous. This is how I feel. Real I friends agree. would have said, I'm sorry you feel this way, yep. but I understand it. And I'm going to try to do better. Yep. So Dorit could go take several seats. And now she was toughing. I, and I thought that what she, first of all, agree with everything you said, but like, you can't just say, oh, I apologize. And then all of a sudden now we're cool. These are my kids. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm here to protect my kids. And my kid just went through some really bad stuff with the whole online bullying. And so also on top of that, she's dealing with Oliver and the way that they made him look on Vanderpump rules and dealing with like that whole narrative of him being married and like making him a storyline. So I think just, she's just kind of like, I don't blame her for being like, I'm not going to make Oliver a storyline here for y'all to go off and, you know, laugh about that as well. And she's also going through something with one of her sons who's telling her like, yeah. you know, so it's just, I, I actually thought it, it was a, it would have been a nice moment for like, even like Kyle and Dorit specifically to say, you know what, I understand where you're coming from and hopefully we'll be able to get to a good place where you, where you can share. And it's not right. a big deal. It wouldn't be a, a reality TV show though, I guess. But like Dorit is one of the people she just be trying to pick fights and yeah. you're like, girl, no. And she's a hypocrite. Look, you, you, know. you still talking about the, the robbery that happened to you and, and your kids. 
like, well, look at what happened to her. Like, yeah, you were held up at gunpoint, but her kid was like, like the, 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 the topic of like online cyberbullying with many bots. And it was people on the cast that did it to them. So it's like, everybody's going through their own trauma. We're not going to equate them, but when it comes to kids, like, I would think that she would understand being protective. Right. There's no expiration date on being. But she's also like, because I listened to our episode. I always like edit and I listen to the episodes. I still don't understand how she had $10,000. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I still am trying to figure that part out. I think a lot of people are. Someone actually said online that um, Dorit's hair color being darker and the fact that she didn't come with her glam shows that there might be some money issues. It's like, oh, 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 <laughs> don't know that personally, but that's what somebody has said. And I was like, because her hair doesn't look right. I don't like the color on her. Um you know, it looks kind of like maybe she got a box and maybe they did it. You know what I'm trying to say? Okay. No. <laughs> I'm I'm hopeful this new black lady is not going to do too much. That's right. She hasn't shown up yet. Either. She's talking <laughs> She's talking to Crystal real reckless. I'm like, oh God, no. So we'll see what happens with this. Hopefully Garcelle will pull her to the side and be like. But girl, I got to go. So, I got to go watch some. We have to. We got to. So- that wraps up our weekly catch up with one another and you please tell a friend to tell a friend and join in the weekly catch up conversation each week alana it's so fun to talk to you as always as always as always go birds go birds go sixers go Go fly guys (laughs) see you next week all right bye bye